like as a human being, can you actually always be doing your best? No, because best is relative. You're listening to Confidently She. Let's gently cleanse that internalized misogyny and equip you to handle what life brings your way. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the show. All right. I feel like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Confidently She. I'm your host, Rebecca Biggie, and we have another question from the audience. I love when you send me these, guys. Like, I love it. You can reply to the weekly podcast email with any question that you have about confidence, or you can just send me an email like Jordan did. She just sent an email to hello at confidentlysheepodcast.com, and she explained her issue. I love when you send me questions because this is the stuff that literally gives me life. I love dissecting even how you ask the questions because that says so much about your current beliefs and patterns and everything, which you'll see when I read this question. So this comes from Jordan. She emailed this in. Thank you for doing that because I know this is going to help so many listeners. She says, I have always had this crazy internal pressure to succeed and be perfect at everything. I worry all the time that if I don't do as well at things now, like classes, as I have in the past, that I will be letting down those around me. I have been struggling physically and emotionally with getting myself to be motivated, and it makes me feel so guilty when all I want to do is sit and do nothing. I'm also going off a ton of medication, and it's been really messing with my physical body. Failure is one of the worst feelings in the world to me. Whenever I feel I have let someone down, even if it's just myself, I get so upset. I don't know why I'm like this or what makes me feel the need to be the best and succeed at everything. I'm so worried that I'm not going to make something of myself or my life, and I hate that. I have found my worth for as long as I can remember in being good, in doing my best, in my accomplishments and achievements. I know that you're a lot like me, and I know that you have probably dealt with a little bit of what I'm dealing with right now. Thank you again for doing this. This is a really cool idea, and I can't wait to hear from you. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. When I got this email, I was like chomping at the bit, like cannot wait to respond because first of all, yes, um, everything that you said in this email is something that I can relate to, except for the medication part. I have not been on medication before, so I don't know the physical impacts of going off a medication would be, except for like birth control which, I mean, (laughs) that's a whole thing. There are a lot of impacts of going off of birth control. But yes, I can completely relate to all of the feelings that you're having about my worth is tied to my achievements and my success. And because I've been successful in the past, I better keep it up because otherwise I'm going to let people down. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my edge. It's like I've done this before. So I should be able to continue doing it. Like it's not unrealistic for people to have these expectations of me because I've done it before. And it's not unrealistic for me to have these expectations of myself because I've done it before, right? So logically, it would make sense to continue holding those expectations. 
but only if you identify as a productivity robot. Okay, which for a long time I did identify as a productivity robot, as an achieving robot. But we are not achievement robots, okay? We are human beings, we are people. People need things like rest, okay? People are not linear. We have been taught that life is linear, that you must be on a constant upward progression in order to be a successful human being. And that's not true. So I'm going to break this down by different sentences and things that jump out to me. So the first thing right off the bat, you said, I have always had this crazy internal pressure to succeed. No, you haven't. (laughs) Okay. No, you haven't. That came from somewhere. So what you got to do is you got to look back on your life and think, okay, when was the first time that I really felt this pressure to succeed? When was the first time that I thought that I had to be perfect at everything? What things did I witness as a child? What ideas were were projected onto me that if I am not perfect, if I do not succeed, then I am not loved, I am not worthy, and nobody is ever going to care about me? You are associating perfection with safety. You are associating success with safety. And it has not always been that way. No, absolutely not. I'm going to challenge that. So you have to think, did your parents teach you this? Did teachers teach you this? If you were a straight A student like me, probably. Because every time you got an A on a test, an A in a class, you know, people spoke well of you. People gave you praise and compliments. Oh, good job. You know, you're a straight A student. Yeah, that's part of how you got your identity. That's how you identify. I am fill in the blank. I am a straight A student. I am successful. This was perfect, you know, and and even when people are complimenting you, that builds up a certain part of your identity. Whatever people compliment you in, that's how you start to identify. So if people compliment you in in your success and you also mention classes, so you worry if you don't do as well, you'll be letting people down. So you think, let's just think about this logically. You think that in order to be a good human, a valuable human, you must always execute at your highest and best level. Is that realistic? Like as a human being, can you actually always be doing your best? No, because best is relative. Best is in contrast to your normal or your worst. So in order for there to be a best, you need to have other levels of execution in order for that to be your best. Does that make sense? So first of all, show me one person who is always successful, who has never failed. Okay, so you can't like spoiler. That's what I'm trying to get at with that. Everybody fails, right? So even the people you love, even me, Okay, well, just you're listening to this podcast. You're asking for my advice. Um, I've failed and I just did like an air quote failed. 
at a lot of things. A lot of things. I just don't think about them. I just don't really dwell on that because it's like, well, you know, that didn't go as expected. And maybe we should just talk about failure for a second. So I'm looking for, okay, failure is one of the worst feelings in the world to me. Whenever I feel I have let someone down, even if it's just myself, I get so upset. Okay. So failure is also subjective. Okay. There's a concept, a social concept of failure, which is like when things don't go according to your plan, when you don't hit your goals or your expectations, that's considered a failure, okay? And failure is real, okay? I'm not going to sit here and say, there's no such thing as failure. Like, if you wanted to get 100% on a test and you got 60%, you failed, like that you failed the test, right? Like like failure is real and we don't need to gaslight ourselves and try to like toxic positivity our way out of these feelings. That's not helpful. That's just like creating an alternate reality that no one else lives in except you. And I just don't think that that's super helpful. But what I will say is you can reframe what failure means to you and you can reframe this by not putting your identity in how successful you are. That's what I had to do in order to get over the fear of failure because nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to fail, okay? Like, you can get to a point where failure becomes, okay, I learned something from this. This is what I'm going to do next time. Okay, this saved me time because I realized X, Y, Z. I'm not going to do that anymore. And I learned this lesson, okay? You can learn from failure, but we're not going to sit here and be like, failure isn't real. Like, no, failure is real. I understand that fear of failure, but really what a fear of failure is, is you don't want the people around you to think less of you, okay? And that says something about the people around you. I think you should have people around you who recognize and celebrate your effort, who recognize and celebrate the fact that you're doing something, that you're trying, that you're doing a hard thing. You know how many people do hard things? Not many. Most people do safe things. Most people set safe, easy goals for themselves. Most people don't set goals, actually. Like, Like if you're talking about the vast majority of people, if you're out here setting goals, like trying to trying to do something significant with your life, you're already doing more than most people. And so the people around you should see that and be like, wow, this girl is out here doing it. And if she doesn't hit her goals right away, like I'm not going to think any less of her. I'm going to ask, how can I help? What does she need? How can I encourage her? Because they know that big things take time. And you need to have that same perspective for yourself. This is something I had to learn too. I had to learn to give myself the same amount of grace and patience and support that I give my friends and my family. I need to see it through the same lens. And I had to get my ego in check a little bit and be like, hey, Rebecca, like just because a lot of things are easy for you doesn't mean that everything is going to come easily to you. 
especially when you want to do something like significant with your life. Okay, so that was another part of this that I noticed. I'm so worried that I'm not going to make something of myself or my life. Okay, I have felt that. (laughs) Um, I used to tell myself, like, if I end up living an average life, I am going to hate myself. Like, I'm like, I, I refuse to live an average life. I refuse to, like, get married and have kids and just have this, like, dumb job that I don't like and just go through the motions and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make an impact. I want to help people. Like, I want to make someone's life better because I lived. Okay. And that was at the forefront. That still is at the forefront of what I do, why I do what I do. And I focus on that. But with that, you need to know that that's going to take time. If you want a fast track to feeling more confident in your body in one afternoon, yes, I said it, one afternoon, register for the Showing Skin Workshop. This is an online virtual workshop that you can complete in one afternoon that teaches you to feel more confident in your body whatever amount of skin you decide to show. Go to showingskinworkshop.com right now to register. That's showingskinworkshop.com. And I'll see you there. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take action steps. But the main thing it's going to take is time. So for for your reference, you're listening to this podcast right now. I started this podcast in 2017. It'll be coming up on four years. Four years. And this podcast by no means is like blowing up. I have every faith that it will, but it's not blowing up. I don't have like thousands or, you know, thousands of people listening. No. But. I'm doing it for that purpose of I want to help people live a better life. It doesn't need to be millions of people. I would love it to be millions of people, but that will come later. I have my whole life for that to happen. I just need to be consistent and diligent and focus on helping one person at a time. That's what I need to do. And Jordan, for you, you have to figure out, okay, what does that look like? Ask yourself, What would it look like to make something of yourself? What would it look like to make something of your life? What does that mean for you? Because for some people, making something of their life means getting married, having a family, and doing that whole thing. Not that I don't want to get married or have a family, but the things that I want to do for sure are write my book, which I'm doing, have this podcast, coach women and and heal them from the anxiety they suffer around their their body. Those are the things that I want to do. I want to help people realize that these things they're struggling with are not part of who they are. They're part of the culture that has infiltrated their thought patterns and influenced their thought patterns to a point where now you think that those are your thoughts, but they're not. That's what I want to do. And so you have to ask yourself, what does that look like? Does that mean you want to write songs and become a singer? Does that mean you want to be an actress? Does that mean you want to 
uh, start your own business and, you know, make make blankets. I don't know. You know, like, 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 what does that mean? Because if you don't know what that means, then you'll never you'll never hit it. You have to have that goal in mind. Okay. I will say it's really easy to find your worth in things that are going well. It's really easy to place your identity on things that other people praise you for. But what the strongest people do, what the most confident people do is they realize that their worth doesn't change based on whether things go well or whether things go poorly, which I'll come back to that in a second because that's all relative. You can't base your identity and your worth on the outcomes of certain things. You have to base your identity, first of all, on just the fact that you're a human and human beings need a few things, okay? Human beings need rest. They need challenges. They need community. They need inspiration. They need to be creative. They need creative outlets. They need physical outlets. They need mental outlets like like learning things, right? So this is why I say you need to have some different hobbies, some different interests that challenge you physically, mentally, uh, that lift you up from a relational standpoint. And from that, you, you get your identity. That's how your identity is formed, through the things that you enjoy, through the things that you really care about, not the things that you get praised for. If you're only doing something because you know you're good at it and people are going to compliment you for it and you're not actually doing it because you love it or because it's something that you enjoy, eventually you're going to get burned out because you don't love the process. You love the compliments. You love the achievement. You're achieving for the sake of achieving. And then so, of course, you're afraid. What happens if I don't achieve this? Then it's all for nothing. Well, then I would say you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. If you only care about the outcome, you shouldn't be doing it. It's not about outcomes. And now I'll come back to what I was saying before. The, the difference between a success and a failure, that is all relative. And you might look back on something that you, quote, failed on and say, thank God that that didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Because if that would have went that way, then this wouldn't have happened. And then I never would have met this person. And then this, this, and this. And I never would have gotten this huge blessing. Because look back on your life and think of how many times you prayed for something. Oh, please let this happen. Please let this happen. It didn't happen. And then you looked back and were like, yeah, I'm so glad that that didn't happen. <laughs> right? That's happened to me a dozen times. A dozen times. So you have to trust that you don't know what's best. You don't know what's best. Not all the time. Not in the macro. In the micro, maybe. In the micro, day-to-day, small decisions, sure, you can have discernment and know what to do. 
But overall, big picture, like you, you are not God. You cannot play the the role of master of the universe. You don't get to decide this is good and this is bad. This is a success. This is a failure. Because you know what? I've talked with a lot of women and and the part of their life where they felt the lowest was after their biggest, quote, success. Because that's when they realized, oh my God, the only reason I was doing this was to reach this level of success. And now that I've reached this level, I realize I have wasted all this time and energy and attention putting it into something that I actually didn't care about. So that's what I would reflect on. I would first say, okay, I have not always been this way. People have never always been any kind of way. We are all a byproduct of the the houses we grew up in, the decade we grew up in. That's that's where our programming really comes from. And certain certain natural instincts can either be reinforced or shaped to, to be something else. So ask yourself, when was the first time I really felt like I had to be perfect, that I had to perform, that I had to achieve in order to be worthy? When did that really start? Because I have not always been this way. You do not identify as a person who is that. Because that's another that's another reason why it's being reinforced is because you're using that as part of your identity. And it's not. That's not who you are. Next, I would ask, what would it look like for you to really make something of yourself? To make something of your life? What would that look like? And then kind of start asking, okay, well, how have you all have you already done that? Like in some small way? Have you already done that? Okay, so then how do you just like keep doing that? Okay, remind yourself then also, Human beings are not linear. Growth is not linear. Success is not linear. Life is not linear. It goes in cycles. It ebbs and flows. All life goes in cycles. It is not a straight upward line, okay? And then just be patient with yourself. I think with a lot of it, um, you know, struggling to be motivated, your physical struggle with some of this medication, just be patient with yourself. Don't feel guilty when you just want to sit and do nothing. Maybe, and what I've done, okay, when I want to do nothing, I sit and do nothing. I have stopped resisting what my body is telling me. I have stopped thinking that I know what's best because that's just an ego thing. Really? Like, like, really, Rebecca, you think that you know more than your own body when your body is telling you, just take a break? You really think that you know better? No, because that leads to burnout. When I push through that, I get burned out and then I do nothing for like a week rather than a couple hours. Because here's what happens. I sit, I do nothing. I let myself fully, deeply rest. I rest my body. I rest my mind. And then after like 30 minutes, maybe an hour, I get a burst of inspiration and I go, oh, okay, I want to do this. Oh, I'm going to write this chapter of my book. Oh, I'm going to record this podcast episode. And then I'm back at it. But if I resist and I'm like, no, you can't. You can't take a break. That's lazy. No, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. You can't. 
my energy is divided. My attention is divided between resisting what I want to do and forcing myself to do something that I don't want to do. I'm, I'm torn. I'm divided. My energy and attention is not fully invested. And so I'm not as productive anyway. So that's something that I had to learn was let yourself rest. If you want to sit and do nothing, then fine, sit and do nothing. Where is it written that you're not allowed to sit and do nothing? Show me. Like, you are allowed to sit and do nothing if you need to. You don't have to be producing all the time. You don't have to be, like, efficient all the time. We are not productivity robots. The purpose of your life is not to get as much done as humanly possible. Why? It's your life. You're supposed to enjoy parts of it. <laughs> like, like, who are you doing this for? So that other people will think well of you when you're dead? Why? What do you care about them? Like, I, you know what I mean? And, and I'm saying this because I have had all these same thoughts. Like, I've had all these same thoughts and I came to the conclusion that I would rather enjoy my life and live a life that I'm proud of Live a life that feels really good, that is filled with peace and joy. Then live a life that someone else is going to be impressed by when I'm dead. Like, what benefit do I get from that? Nothing. I don't benefit from that. You know who benefits from that? The person who gets to be inspired by me. And it's like, I know. If I inspire someone living a life that feels really good to me, that is that is one that I am proud of while living it. Like you don't want to look back and be proud. You want to also be proud while you're doing it day to day. Because if you have to sacrifice everything that you love, everything that you enjoy, just to be able to look back and be like, aha, I achieved all these things. You're going to be like, well, geez, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have fun while I did it. I just, you know, I just was achieving left and right and I wasn't really enjoying anything. That's what I don't want to have when I look back. Now that I'm older and wiser, that's what I see. So that's what I think about everything that you said, Jordan. I hope this was super helpful. This is what I work through with my private clients. There's a lot here. Just in that one email, I could go down several different rabbit holes with her to unpack things and talk about things more deeply and explore more of what she's talking about. But I hope just through this one episode, I could shed some light on a few things that I see. And if you're dealing with similar things as Jordan, feel free to reach out to me send me an email. And if you want one-on-one -on -one support, full support through some of these, apply for a private coaching space. Go to rebeccabiggie.com forward slash call and book a call with me to talk about your goals and what you want to achieve through private coaching to see if it's a good fit. And we'll chat about the different options. But in even 20 minutes, we can get through so much because it's it's just a new perspective on something that you kind of have horse blinders for. Again, go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash call to book in a time for us to chat about private coaching options to see if this is a good fit for you. 
That's what I got for you for this episode. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, everybody, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to give an extra special thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review of this show over on iTunes. That means so much to me. So I want to extend a very special thank you. And I will see you again in another episode. 